a good day. And I say that because of the presence of God that we're feeling right now. Everybody agree? The presence of God. Does anybody not feel the presence of God? Would you lift your hands? Pastor, why would you do that? How many feel the presence of God? All right, we got a few that didn't raise their hands till now. The Lord is so after us. He's so in love with us that he facilitates his presence everywhere. Everywhere. He's all over the earth. He's everywhere. If you make your bed in the bad place, wherever that may be in your mind, the scripture calls it hell. It could be equal depression, anxiety, broken relationships. It could be a list of things that you're experiencing right now that equals unfair and very painful. He says, I am there. And he's an ever-present help in time of need. Does that sound like a good God? Amen. God is good. God is love. He says of himself, I am whatever you need me to be. Whatever you need him to be today, he wants to be that more than you want him to be. Now, your true DNA, the true makeup of how you exist today says, I agree, with, I agree that's God. Only God can do that. Now, how would you like to give away the things that God wants to give away today? How would you like to give away the things that Jesus gave away when he was in his fleshly ministry, but do it better than he did it? Now, pastor, that's not possible. Well, according to him, he gets his glory that way. That makes it better than the way he can give it. But the only way he can make sure that we're able to get what he wants to give is he limits himself to our availability to work through. But we got this problem. You see, guilt and shame is the enemy's secret weapon that he's screaming at us all the time that we're unworthy. And several of you that are very, very, very more powerful than you can imagine have allowed that lie to hold you captive from being who God says you are. You can't earn this, but you can access it anytime you want it. Not because you're good, but because you're loved. You're chosen. He gave everything to reach you. And he sets this thing up for you to experience the evidence of God all the time, whether or not you step into the essence of God. Now, today's title on the Promise series is Evidence of God versus the Essence of God. Now, that may confuse some of you for a moment, but if you hang in there, you're going to go, oh, I should have had a V8. I know the young people think, what in the world did he just say? But you're going to be like, how did I miss that? 
And God will use the donkey too. And he's using me. I've got all kinds of evidence that I have been almost identical to a donkey. And the enemy knows how to keep bringing these, those things up. But you know that God needed me to go through that and experience that so that I could know him on a higher level of what he's able to give away, and that's the grace and the mercy and his passion to everyone in my path. You know, if you do stupid long enough, you'll help all the people you thought were stupid in your path. Right? And you'll, instead of seeing them as stupid, you'll start seeing them as treasure. Oh, I mean, if God can love me, he can love anybody. If God can be merciful to me, he can be merciful to anybody. And again, let's celebrate that. He's worthy of being celebrated right now. And there's miracles and signs and wonders in this room all over the place. Our community is waiting for a group of people, a small group of people to decide enough's enough. The kingdom of God is what we're going after. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the very essence of God's spirit. We're going after it. Amen. Now, you're going to find out that you can actually have evidence that Righteousness, peace, and joy is around, that it's here. But God wants you to have more than the evidence that the miracles and the peace and the joy, amen, and the innocence of the kingdom of God that he provides for all of us is available. He wants you to enjoy the essence of it so that as you enjoy fellowshipping with him, which would equal walking in the spirit, Look, this is a hippie. You cannot be in charge of your life and walk in the Spirit at the same time. You can't be in control of your world and follow Jesus too. Is that helping you? But the temptation is I need to be in charge and I need to get all the evidence that I can get to validate I'm going the right direction. Has anybody ever thought like that? And so you'll take the good book called the Bible and you'll study it and you'll write down notes and you'll put Bible studies together and you'll put everything in order so that you make sure you're not going the wrong way. And while you're doing that and you've got all this evidence in play, you miss the mark. And you never step into the essence of God. Because for you to make a step, you've got to be able to give a Bible study on that step first. I know what I'm talking about, y'all. I've done it. I've got lot, lots and lots and lots and more than that notes. And the Lord says, okay, son, I'm ready to deliver you from that. I need you to trust me. And I've provided you with something that you have evidence of that if you'll step into it, you can know something you can't explain. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You may not, have, you may not even have a scripture strong enough to support what I'm, where I'm going to take you. But you have a connection 
Amen. Which the scripture will validate and confirm when you step off in it. <laughs> and the joy that comes with that. And the peace and the testimonies and the healing and the relationships that come back together. And all the wonderful, amen, testimonies of what God not can do but is doing. Amen. And so... <laughs> The, 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 one of our big temptations is to look for evidence that Jesus cares and loves us. However, if we consider just for a moment today, the reason most of us in this room, present here right now, have gathered in this room today because we feel the presence of God. We come back because... I know I'm going to feel God, and I'm going to have hope, amen, before I leave. And if you don't have hope, you'll be miserable. But if you have hope, amen, you've got everything you need to step into the victory lane, everything you need to move the mountain. Faith is the substance of things. Where did you get that hope from? Not because you're smart. That hope came with the package of God's love 2,000 years ago when he saw you before you existed on the earth. He saw you and he gave every drop. Had it just been you, he would have died for you. He's into you. You have hope today because he determined, I'm going to give you this hope because my presence is going to be with you. And today, because of, we feel this, mm, you feel that, oh, man, the presence of God, hope comes with the feeling, amen, the sensing of God's presence here right now. And my hope is that I can, my hope today is I can challenge you not to be okay with the evidence of God's presence, but get eat up with a desire for his presence, amen to be totally in you. Be eat up with a desire for the essence of God. Amen. Now, the definition for evidence says this, the available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief, statement, or assertion is true or valid. In other words, you gather past information to validate some evidence that something exists or a statement is true, an evaluation that's been made is evident, an assertion. <laughs> the essence of the matter isn't always present in an evaluation. Evidence is, though, that the essence exist. Evidence is needed to qualify for the existence. Now here's the definition of essence. The basic, real, and invariable nature of a thing or its significant individual feature or features. Something that exists, especially a spiritual and immaterial entity. I'll give you an example. Freedom 
is the very essence of our democracy. If you're not experiencing freedom, you're not in a democracy. Y'all catching that? There are people who can see the evidence of freedom today from other nations that want to be here because they haven't experienced the essence of the freedom that we have in our nation, which I have to encourage you to know I'm looking for a greater freedom than what the United States has, and that's our freedom in Christ. Yesterday at our corporate prayer, Jet told me, some, I was kind of rubbing my proverbial beard over essence versus evidence. He said, and the Lord spoke to him about it, and he said, it's like an orange. Amen. You, you can hold an orange and verify the evidence of that orange that it exists. However, if you want to experience the significance of that orange, you got to taste and see. And there's something about an orange, if you've never experienced one, when you break that peel open, stuff, and there's, there's, a, there's, there's a dynamic that just, it'll get in your eyes too. You can breathe it up in your nose and you have to sneeze. But all of a sudden, the flavor and the smell and the texture and all that essence of that orange is now being experienced. Y'all tracking? Amen? But how many of us today are just satisfied with the evidence of God's presence? And the fact that I can feel him is valid evidence he loves me and he's after me. Matter of fact, the idea that I can find God is not a true statement, but I'm going to read you a scripture where God even sets you up to find him. He sets you up to where the only way you cannot find him is you have to reject him. Amen. I want to read that to you here. It says it this way in Acts 17 and 26, and Peter is, or, or Paul is doing the conversation here. For one man, Adam, he made every man and woman and every race of humanity, and he spreads us over all the earth. He sets the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. God's already preset your rendezvous with him. Isn't that awesome? He preset you to be blown away with excitement and being overwhelmed, being in his presence. He set it up already. He has done this so that every person would long for God, feel their way to him, and find him. For he is the God who is easy to discover. It is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage comes from him. Now, if you're looking for evidence that Jesus exists, you can get it. It's not hard. All it takes is a moment of focus where you push all the other ideas that you're unworthy, amen, that you're a failure, and you're not special, you push all those voices back 
and you feel after the one that's calling you by name and is passionate about you. He's not screaming it at you, but he's speaking it to you and being willing enough to push aside all that pressure, amen, in the world that we're living right now and make up our mind today that we're going to have a miracle. God is ready for you to experience the freedom that only he can give. And all he's asking for you to do is open up so that he can come in. And from the innermost being that he designed, amen, to be his throne room, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Something that Jesus long, matter of fact, before he made that statement, he leaped for joy at that great day of the feast and, and, and declared when he leaped for joy, he that believeth on me as the scriptures have said, out of his or her belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Holy Spirit, which they should receive, the very essence of God. Amen. You can be filled with God, and then you can be refilled with God and be refilled with God and refilled with God. Why? Because we're leaky vessels. Amen. He knows our temptation. He knows we're, what we're drawn away with. He knows the things that are going on in our world. He's already set you up, and all he's asking is that when you stumble, let me pick you up. Just come back to me. Turn your heart to me. Let me fill you up again and fill you up again and fill you up again until you learn to stay filled with the Spirit where you're walking around and you're, you're, you're not weird, you're not spooky. Man, you're loving on people, you're speaking life, you're encouraging them. People just can't, can't stay away from you because they want to hang out with you. You got something they ain't got and they don't they want to, how are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? Why are you always encouraging me? How do you do that? That's not weird and spooky, is it? That's Jesus. Jeez, people couldn't stay away from Jesus. When Jesus was around, everybody was encouraged. And I mean, he healed whole cities, ladies and gentlemen. And he was the son of God that came to show us how to do it better than him. Pastor Lowe, I, I don't know about it. That keeps bugging me. Yeah, well, it, it, me too. But he's the one that challenges us to let him show himself strong. All he's asking for is our availability. And it's better than he can do it when we're available. Amen. And so God is setting you up, not just to talk about the evidence that God exists and that he's real. He's really not interested in our Bible studies. I hate to say it like that. But he is interested in our identity. He's interested in our availability to be who he says we are. And every situation and circumstance in life God gets to show up and show out and receive his glory all because we're available. Now, the fact that you feel God's presence right now lets you know that, and this is so important for us to get today. I'm so tempted to walk down. Somebody, somebody built these things and they want me to, they want, they want to make sure I can get back up. That's why they built them so I could get back up. But I'm so tempted to walk down. You know what I'm talking about?
it's important we be family and we be lighthearted and we relax because the miracles depend on us being available. This thing is not a tension thing. This thing is a God thing. It's a kingdom of God thing. Righteousness, peace, and joy is wanting to flow out of us to others. You and me are not doing the miracle. We're available for the miracle worker to do what he does best through us. And again, he wants to receive his glory. Now, in Matthew 7, if you haven't read it before, Jesus is addressing what we're addressing today because straight is the gate and narrow is the way and only few that find it. In other words, he's the way. Jesus is the door. It's a narrow door. Amen. It's a waterway. It's water of life. Few find it. Got to catch that. That's the group that step into his essence. And they let the current of the waterway take them. They have forego, they forego their will and they choose his will. They forego being in charge and let him take charge. Okay? I don't have to have a lot of evidence when, when, when there. You don't need any evidence. You're in the spirit. You're in the essence of God. Evidence is not needed no more. But then you got a group that go through the wide gate and the broad way. And it don't lead to life. It leads to destruction. And Jesus addresses that group, and they said, here's all the evidence have we not cast out demons and have we not done many wonderful works in your name? What's the problem, Jesus? And Jesus said, yeah, you got evidence that I was with you, but I didn't ever get to know you. They done all these works in his name. This is really going to help some of us today. When you feel the presence of God, you're in the name of Jesus when you're in the presence of God. That don't mean you're experiencing the essence of God. The fact that you can feel the presence of God and at the same time feel unworthy is real, isn't it? I feel God's presence, but God can't use me because I got all this evidence that I'm not worthy. But I got evidence that... I can feel him. And so the enemy will hold you captive. But if you ever decide, you know what? You know, I'm feeling God right now. I believe you can get your miracle. And you agree with them on their miracle, and they get healed. In his name. The name of Jesus is the presence. of. He places his name where he makes his abode. And he chose humanity to be the place of his abode and so he puts his presence on all of humanity whether you're doing stupid or not whether you're living for jesus or not whether you are in jail or not it don't matter his presence is with you and you can call on his name anytime you want to and he will go immediately to you whatever the circumstance Whatever the situation. And you can also take the presence of God that you feel when you're feeling unworthy and be a blessing to someone else. But that's not your past, you know, go get a free car to freedom. 
you know. It's not get out of jail free or whatever you want to call it. It's not your free pass because you feel God. My free pass, amen, which is always available to me, is when I let God be the king of his kingdom within so that from the kingdom that's within me and you, he's able to be the king and demonstrate his love and his kindness to humanity and take care of those people he places in our path. Is everybody catching this today? This is important that you catch this because you're so close. You've been so close every breath you breathed. I'm, 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 I'm at 60 years old, and every breath I breathe, I've always been closer to more of God, more of God, more of God. My willingness to accept that and receive that is on me. He will not force himself on anyone. There's several of you who want to be filled with the Spirit in this room right now. God in Christ, he gave his son, his name, Jesus, which is the presence of God to everyone right now. He gave us that so that he could come to his house and be Lord of his house. He loves us. And he's passionate about you experiencing him on another level today. Amen. Don't leave today with more evidence of God's presence. Don't do that. Okay, now if you decide to do that, and he, he's long-suffering, he'll, he'll keep coming and he'll keep knocking on the door. Let me in because I want to come in and sit down with you and sup with you. And so every time you hear the knock of heaven, you know the presence of God is trying to get in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, everybody in this room knows what I'm talking about. Don't know what to do with it. Don't know if I should let him in or not. I'm afraid he may make me do something, say something that I don't want to do. Has anybody ever thought of that before? And so the enemy is a masterful trickster. He'll convince you not to let him in because it could get weird. And I don't want to be weird. But you know what? When I let him in and I experience him on the level he wants me to experience, it really don't matter what other people think at that point. Because now I'm experiencing something that regardless of what they think, they're going to want it too. And God is not trying to tear down your ability to be effective in encouraging others to experience him. He's trying to build you up into your true identity so you can be effective in giving away the good news. Amen? And so opportunities for God to manifest are going to continue, amen, as we host his presence, his essence. Amen? Not just the evidence, but the essence of God. Amen. There's some people that you love right now that you're praying, God, I don't know what you have to do to help them, amen, and for them to get their miracle, but I'm praying, God, would you give them their miracle? And the reason you're so passionate for them to have the miracle is because God gave you that heart. He gave you that desire. You don't get the desire, amen, unless it comes from a, but only God gives that desire. You have it because it's God-given. And you're the one he's waiting on to be available 
so that the miracle that you want someone you're in love with to have can have. Well, you know, I I need to get brother or sister so-and-so to to go to the house and pray for them and they'll get their miracle. Yeah, that could be how God does it, but he's still going to put another someone in your life that you want to get delivered and set free. And he's going to keep knocking on your door for availability so he can do through you better than what he did when he was in his earthly ministry in flesh. Is this okay? So we're answering a question right now. What does it look like, amen, to to, um, experience or have the evidence of God's presence in one's life? I've noticed this, that, um, you know, in our world right now, we'll talk about the evidence of things on a level of, um, you know, it's cold season. And since it's cold season, we need to... uh, Take more vitamins, and I'm not against vitamins. I, I take vitamins too. We need to eat better, and I should eat better too. And then the next thing you know, because it's cold season, we need to be aware of what cold season can do to you. And so we get to talking about all the evidence during cold season that you could catch a cold and you could get in trouble and, and you'd have to get inside, bundle up, get warm, and start drinking hot tea and, and all kind of stuff to get better and eating chicken soup. with some saltines. Have you noticed, though, over the years, it moved from cold season to flu season? And everybody talks about it's flu season. It's flu season. And, and, you, need, and you, you know, it's advisable that you go get the flu shot. But in all these seasons, how much Jesus do you hear in the conversation? I got all this evidence that if you take care of this and you do this, you might make it through this season without getting this problem. And instead of telling the truth about what's going on and presenting Jesus on the level that the cross still works and that the blood of Jesus still works and that the stripes that he bore on his back still work. Are y'all tracking? And now, now it's COVID season. It's not suggested that you get a shot. It's a mandate that you get a shot. Do you understand the voices in our world right now? Now, what I'm, what I'm trying to encourage you on, I'm not preaching against anything. I'm just making you aware how the enemy works and his voices are screaming right now and God's voice. You know, his voice is not in the earthquake or in the fire or in the wind. It's a still small voice. And if you ever get the essence of God speaking... The fear that was on Elijah when he was running from the voice of the one that said, the prophets that you killed, this day you'll be just like one of them. He freaked out. And he starts running. Well, ain't nobody can catch him because he's the fastest guy on the earth. And so he finds a hiding place. And the Lord said to him, what are you doing here? Why'd you come? Well, don't you know, Lord? Anybody ever been there with the Lord? Don't you know, Lord? I'm being picked on right now, and it ain't fair. I know this is tracking with several. The Lord could have talked to Elijah without the journey. Elijah went on the journey because Elijah decided to be in charge, 
And because Elijah was in charge, fear just kept mounting. Until now he's in a cave, he's hiding, he's freaked out. Don't you know, Lord? But when Elijah finally experienced the essence of what God was trying to say to him, and he got it. You don't want to get in his way now. He focused his face like Flint. Ain't nobody going to talk against him. He going after what God's command was for him. And nobody can stop it. When God gives you a commission, when you experience the essence of God and you get instructions from heaven, from heaven, it don't matter what's going on in the world. It don't matter what pandemic. It don't matter what storm or war or issues are going on in our world. When you experience the essence of God, nothing can stop you. Nothing. There's nothing can stand against the one that has now taken up kingship in his house and able to flow out of him and do better than what he did in flesh. Now, because he's got more than one of him, he's got multiple hymns all over the earth doing it. Greater things. I think somebody's tracking right now. If I stay in charge of my life and try to walk in the spirit, I've tried that, y'all. It's just, it don't work to try to be in charge of your life and then follow Jesus. It just, it's messed up. It's confusing. It don't work. So when I give up my will for his will and I let him speak to me, amen, on the level that it's, it's coming up out of me and it's giving me the kind of courage and boldness and focus. I can't get no other way. Amen. I can go accomplish what he's saying at that point. Now, I can be an empowered witness at that point. But for me to try to stay in charge always produces some stuff. And some of us have some of this stuff in our life that validates we're trying to be in charge while following Jesus. Doubt. Fear. Unbelief. Broken relationships, sickness, disease, etc. Anything that is diametrically opposed to righteousness, peace, and joy is one that's trying to follow Jesus and say, I believe in Jesus, but they remain in charge. And I've got Bible studies to support me staying in charge. I got bunches of them. It don't help. I'm just telling you, the only thing that helps me is the essence of the one who is the word. Being king of his kingdom in his house so that out of his house will flow rivers of living water. The word. Life-giving word. Amen. The Lord is encouraging me to keep coming with this message until everybody is cornered. <laughs> I'm talking not. I'm not just talking. About, I'm talking about me too. Everybody. That includes me. I haven't experienced God on the level He wants me to experience Him, and I'm getting excited, y'all. Oh, it's gonna get good. And he let me know, he said, and when you reach that, it's going to get better than that. And it's going to get better than that. 
because you're going to trust me in levels you've never trusted me before. But what if I pray for them and they don't get healed? That's not your concern. Make this your concern. Okay, everybody ready? You ready to say amen? And I don't require amens, okay? But amen is a powerful thing because if you never say, let it be so, Lord. This is the one thing that you want to agree today with. Whether you feel worthy or not, if you desire for someone to be blessed, go bless them. If you will stand available before God, even if you're not getting all that you need where it needs to be in your life and you still feel unworthy, but you'll say, Lord, I feel unworthy right now, but I just, man, you've given me this desire for them to be blessed. And I, I have hope that they, they will get their miracle. I'm going, I'm going on your word in your name. You're going in his presence. And because you want it, it's because he wants it. The fact that you want them to have the miracle is because he gave you that heartbeat so that you would say, Lord, help me. And the Lord said, I'm glad you asked. I'm ready to help you. You just go and be my representative and I'll do the work. Let me have your hands. Let me have your feet. Let me have your most unruly member, the tongue, and let me speak through you my will. I've already given you the seed. Trust me. There's some people right now that if you would trust what God's already put in your heart to be a blessing to the next person in front of you or behind you or sitting next to you, if you would just say yes, Lord, to the Lord's will and quit making, oh, that's just my thinking. That's just me. I, con I, I conjured that up. No, you didn't. Only God is good and only God can do good things. And at the end of the day, when all the good things are done, we all say together, look what the Lord has done. He needs an available vessel. Amen. And we're not going to get through today with this word, but we're getting exactly what we need. Amen. Amen. What does the evidence of God's presence look like and feel like amen i um i want to use this example we got several of them but peter's on the rooftop and he is um about to go eat he can smell the good cooking downstairs and he's excited about eating here but he's sitting there in the the sun's hitting him just right. I'm just using my, my imagination. And he falls asleep prior to being, you know, sitting at the dinner table. And he goes into a trance. And God lets down a sheet of all matter of unclean beasts. As a Jew, you didn't eat pork. You didn't eat vultures. You didn't eat all kind of different things because it was not kosher. And God says to Peter, kill and eat and peter said oh that ain't happening ain't gonna do it anybody ever been there with god before some of us are there with receiving the spirit well, that ain't happening <laughs> i know god's in it i just i'm scared i got you and god comes to him the second time 
and says, Peter, what I've cleansed, don't you call it common or unclean? Kill and eat. And Peter said, no, ain't nothing like that ever touched my lips and I ain't going to start. And he does it three times. And I get the strong impression that Peter fussed with God all three times and just was like, no. And uh, <laughs> I know that one. And so when he, he comes to, he's stroking his proverbial beard and he's going, Man, what is going on? And a knock comes to the door downstairs. And Peter's trying his best to figure out, now what is God trying to tell me? That can't be God. That's the devil talking to me right now. Anybody ever done that before? I have. And there's three men down there asking for one whose name is Peter. And so they go get Peter. He comes down and they tell Peter what their master, the centurion, had sent them to do. And they're Gentiles. They're unclean. And Peter is going, okay, this is what you're doing. And he remembers God giving him the keys, amen, to bind and loose some things. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost. And Peter's already opened the door in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. All, all he needs now is the rest of the nations. And those three men are saying, our master said he had a vision or an angel visited him and said, send men to Joppa, go to this place and knock on the door and you get Peter and he'll come tell you and your house what you should do. <laughs> Anybody would want to hear that message? Anybody want to hear Peter's message on what you should do? He tells all nations what they should do. Peter, knowing the evidence is these are unclean. I got evidence I'm going to an unclean house. They represent dogs. And uh, he goes get some more Jews. And he says, look, y'all got to come see what's about to happen. And so they're already stroking their beard because they ain't had a trance from heaven. They're not been there. They ain't seen. They ain't heard God. And they wasn't there when Cornelius had a visitation from the angel. They're trusting Peter, and they're stroking their beards. I don't know about this. And so when Peter gets there and Cornelius lets him in, Peter says, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And I got evidence of this, and I've come to deliver you the evidence so that you can experience the essence. I'm going to give you some evidence. I gave all of us some evidence today, but it's up to you to decide whether or not you're going to experience the essence. And you can leave today saying, you know what? That was a good word today. Man, that, God, God spoke today. Yeah, amen. I got some evidence that, man, we heard the truth today. And you'll wait and come back next Sunday and experience God's presence again and God's word again that's trying to knock. He's saying, will you let me in? I want to come down and sit down with you in the house and sup with you. I want you to experience my essence. I don't want you to just hear my knock. And so Peter tells Cornelius, and he was a man that was honorable in his community. He prayed always y'all catching this this guy prayed always he gave much 
money and valuables to the poor. That guy's saved. He made, he, he, everything's okay with him. And the angel of the Lord says, no, no, no. Peter has a message. Amen. Your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial to God. Now God wants to come to the Gentile nation, Cornelius. What you, as a good man that you are and much you get it, that didn't qualify you. What's going to qualify you is when you experience my essence. Straight gay, narrow way. Only if you be there that find it. Now, I'm not measuring how God judges. He's the judge. All I know is God is speaking and he's letting us know we make a decision. We can take the evidence that God exists and we can feel his presence and we can live a form of godliness without any power. But when you get filled with the promise of God, you get empowered to do what? To be a witness. Now, I want to do a lot of good in our world. I want to be a blessing to our world. Anybody want to be a blessing to your world? It takes empowerment to do that. You can want to do it because that's God giving you the want to. God's given everybody in this room the want to. But he's waiting on you to let him give you the empowerment to go do it in boldness, not having to have a Bible study to do it, but having a relationship that's intimate with him because you're in the spirit of his essence. You trust him and you go with it and nothing can stop it. And while Peter yet spake the words, the Holy Spirit fell on them that were in that cornice, all of them. It says, and the place was filled and everybody stepped into the essence of the one. Now, the Jews that were standing by, stroking their bills, you're trying to figure, they see the evidence they can see this. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They saw evidence. And they experienced the evidence that God was not just coming to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Man, he's coming to these dogs. These unclean people. These reprobates. These, I mean, they're all kind of names they put them. Because he's in love with us. Because he chose us. And he wasn't okay with Cornelius just experiencing the presence of him. Cornelius, you, man, I owned you before you existed, but you ain't seen nothing yet. You're just, you're just on the preface of something huge right now. And all you need to do is go get an old preacher by the name of Peter that I gave some keys to, and he gonna tell you in your house this eternal gospel that don't change. It's the same for everybody. He's going to tell you what you need to do. Anybody want to preach Peter's gospel? And when you preach it, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord says it in Acts chapter 2, shall be, it's a promise. Say from what? All this evidence of God 
to step into the essence of God. I don't have to figure God out no more. I don't have to have all this evidence to justify why I do anything. I've experienced God. Yes, Lord, is everything I do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Every, yes, Lord. It's just a yes, Lord. And you accomplish the kingdom of God. And being that available to him, when you're that available to him, he can do it better through you than he did it in flesh. He came in flesh to go to a cross to die our death so that he could do it better through us, his body, his bride, his church. Amen. Now, I know that while you're sitting right there, the essence of God, if you'll let him, will pour out on you right where you're sitting. And all of the enemy and the dark forces of our world right now, they don't know what to do with you if you make that decision. Because all their lies that we've been hosting, come on, if there's depression in your life, it's because you're hosting a lie and not hosting the truth. Come on. I'm preaching, I, I'm preaching to nobody. I'm talking about me. If there's sickness, if there's anxiety, if there's depression, if there's whatever it is that don't equal the kingdom of God, if it's there, it's because I'm hosting a lie. While at the same time, feeling the presence of God. Can you, can you be more merciful than that? God is so merciful, he'll let us feel his presence and his love while we're hosting a lie. And he won't stop going after. Come on, any of you good parents got some young people that's hosting some lies? Y'all got some kids? It's like, dude, man, they need a whooping right now. But you love them. You don't throw them out. You, you keep working with it, you know, and, and they keep believing that what they think is the truth. And you're a good parent. No, I'm not casting you out. I might want to whoop you right now and help you repent. Give you a little love. Hear me. This is important for us. But you as a good parent, you're not going to give your children a serpent or a stone. Our Heavenly Father, as good as He is, when we ask for the Holy Spirit, He says, yeah. That's what He says. Because that's all we need. That's all we need. That's all you need is the promise of the Father. And if you ever let Him in on the level that He's asking and forego being in charge of your life, let Him take over, now you've got a now you got a clear indication of what being a follower of Jesus looks like. Now, does anybody ever say, Man, "I'm a follower of Jesus"? Don't pay any attention to the sickness and disease and, and, and anger and hatred and uh, I don't know where that came from, but I'm a follower of Jesus. Anybody ever been there before? Somebody get ready for this. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name in my presence.
Anybody want that? It's your decision. God's already decided he's chosen it for you. Everyone in this room, the guy with the mic, don't get a free pass to have that kind of a ministry apart from you having it. We all get it. I'm here to serve you and to encourage you and to edify you to the level that you step into the work of the ministry and be fulfilled. Father, I thank you for this word right now. I thank you for your presence. If you would, make your mind up. God is not going to force himself on you, but he will come at your invite. If you will unlock your heart to him and, and don't worry about what other people are thinking, but you just let go of any past thoughts that God's going to force himself on me. No, he's a gentleman. He's like a dove. He will light up on you as you invite him. He will not force his spirit into your life. He comes by permission and by invitation only. And he still owns you either way. But he's so in love with you. Y'all feel that? It's like a wind's blowing right now. How strong do you want that wind to get right now? What follows that is a fire from heaven that will charge you up and get you focused. Do you want that kind of focus right now in our world? Does our world need you to be Christ? Evidence ain't going to help you. Essence will empower you. Amen. Could we stand? And everybody that wants to go deeper as we entertain the Lord right now would you come forward anyone that wants to go deeper and you want this your every step you make is worship to him it's saying yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord